Hello, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Sonic Talk. Uh, this week's uh, episode, keep it on the download. And uh, <laughs> and just in time for Halloween, it's our 13th episode. Sonic Talk the 13th. Now, uh, yes, now Jason's going to come and kill us all. All <laughs> right. Now we'll be talking about what we've been playing uh, this week, but it's obvious that lately we've been playing everything that's pretty much not on disc. I mean, there's been a ton of downloadable games, especially from Sega in the past two months. Playing Jet Set Radio, Knights, Sonic awesome. Adventure Knights. 2, and a whole, some others. We'll be talking about some other recent Sonic, game, Sonic downloadable Jump. games that are, are another, yep. Or another Sonic downloadable title that will be coming out soon. Uh, so let's st- start out with what we've been playing. Uh, Nux, what have you been playing? Well, let's see. Um, I guess we've been playing some PlayStation All-Stars beta together. At least we've been trying to, struggling with the network issues. But this is a beta, so, you know. It's, what's that sound? I don't hear anything. Well, you know, it might be my fans blowing in the mic. Let me push that away. Okay, do you still okay, hear Okay, well, anyway, as I was saying, the, um, you know, PlayStation All-Stars, you know, network, it's a beta, so it's going to have network issues. Hopefully, they'll be resolved by the final game. It's not really as fun as Smash Brothers. I'm just going to come out and say it right now, but it is still a fun little party game. Yes. It's hard for me to constantly keep track of my character in that game. I mean, with, it, well, you know, with, all, the, with all the action going on, with all the characters so dang small. That's always going to be an issue in these kinds of games. I mean, it's an issue with Smash Brothers. It's why I prefer one-on-one play in those kinds of games. But for me, like the main issue I have with it is that um, you kill these players with you can only kill players with special moves. And so it went, and so it becomes a very, very simple kind uh, kind of game. There's not really a lot of strategy to it, but you know, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, well, when the, when you're attacking them, they knock knocks out orbs out of them, and you have to collect as many orbs as you possibly oh, can to build that? up. Yeah, to build up your. Uh, I always thought I build up the gauge by punching people. Okay, that's, that's just part of it. You have, you, to, yeah, you have to collect those orbs that are around too. I was wondering why, what, what, what those orbs were for. Did the, tu- did the tutorial explain that? Yeah, the tutorial explained it. Did you go through okay. the tutorial? I went through the tutorial, but I may have gotten kind of annoyed by the end because I don't like tutorials. <laughs> and um, so, uh, GX, have you played this yet? No, I haven't. So we're finally introducing me. I'm actually on the show now. Yes, no. you are. Uh, but no, we're well, <laughs> We kind of skipped introductions at the beginning. I was waiting to see if anyone would notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are just so, uh, on the show so often. We thought we just we're uh, trying something new. You know, uh, put you right off the bat. You're just you're the third chair so often. We just got. I'm used to the you. third wheel, I guess. Yeah, uh, you're the third wheel in our in our little uh, relationship. Uh, I haven't. I mean, I've basically I was willing to at least defend and give the game the benefit of the doubt, despite. A lot of people saying, oh, it looks like crap, but every kind of review and every bit of impression I hear about it is just kind of, it's meh. It's just not very fun or very good, so I'm kind of, despite the fact that they put Parappa in it, uh, I kind of feel like I'm probably going to pass on this. I'm definitely going to buy it because it's still a fun game. I think that 
once I have the full game in my hands and all the modes are opened up, I think I'll have a lot more fun with it. But I don't believe it's really going to be as good as Smash Brothers Brawl because the method of killing the, of killing opponents is just better in Smash Brothers Brawl. You know, there's in this game there's this one hit kill system where you get this where you, as you collect these orbs, apparently you collect the orbs and you, you you eventually get level up and get these special capabilities. Then you use those to kill players. And there's and they're very difficult to dodge. Once you get hit, you die. There's no way to save yourself. And it just makes the game very simple. You know, there's no Yeah, in fact if you tension. build up if you build up your meter all the way to three, you can get a move that'll just wipe everybody out on screen. And I mean one thing I love about Smash Brothers Brawl and and Melee is that if you get knocked out of the stage, you can you can potentially save yourself. And there's always that tension of as your health continues to dwindle, you know, you're getting beaten further and further out, but you're just barely able to hang on and stay in the fight. That kind of tension just isn't in any of the matches I've played. So it's a fun game, but anyway, Jason, it's not, what, what, um, what, what, I'm just to? I'm just thinking about what uh if I, if I buy it, it depends on price. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'd buy buy it for sixty bucks. I think forty dollars. If it's forty, that's not too bad. I might. I might. And buy you get both 40. versions of the game with it. Yeah, I might buy it for forty, but I might bite it for forty. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't go for it on at a sixty dollar price tag. Anyway, but as far as God, I've been playing uh, everything but anything on disc, except for well, I I do have Doom Three BFG Edition, and uh, I did play Dishonored. Uh, as a rental, and that was actually an excellent game. That, that I'm not a big first-person shooter fan as far as action multiplayer style goes, but it's, but if a first-person shooter has a great narrative and uh, a really fascinating world, then yeah, then I'm really into that. And that's what uh, that's what Dishonored is basically a lot like. It's a uh, very much a stealth game, though. If you're not into stealth games, I wouldn't recommend it. It's very like it's like Ooh. Assassin's Creed in a first-person shooter. Awesome! That that, that that sounds nice. Okay, if you I, like actually, that, Assassin's it, Creed Two is another game I've been playing a lot of. It destroys the original. I'm actually looking forward to Assassin's Creed Three just because oh, it's God. in America. Yes, yes, I'm yeah, a big whole, history. The buff. whole you know, yeah, the whole the whole British War era era with the Indians and such. American Revolution. Yeah, the American Revolution. But, but That's... Yeah, you know, I'm a big history buff, especially American history, so this is like porn to me. <laughs> oh, God. I think a lot of us, uh, I don't know if you've been playing it, Alex, but I know G and, GX and I have been playing Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, I, I played oh, Tokyo it's... Jungle. It's a, it's a pretty fun game. It kind of reminds me of a like an old Sega Dreamcast style arcade game. Uh, that's what I've been thinking. Also, it's it's very it does has a very arcade feel to it. I don't know if I've even say that that it's actually all that arcadey. I mean, it's it's a roguelike at heart. It is roguelike, yes. And yeah, uh, I suppose. I did buy all the uh, DLC. I haven't played as all the animals I got on DLC, but oh, thank God for the crocodiles because <laughs> I have. Uh, most generations, like if I'm playing the Palmeradian, I'm lucky if I survive one to two Hello? generations. With the I crocodiles, I got... Dust... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I say, with the crocodiles, I got to six generations before I finally died, just because I got to an area of the map where I couldn't get any further, and I, when I turned around, I just died of <laughs> hunger. Huh. 
That's kind of what happened I, to me in my first serious playthrough in a survival mode. Yeah, with the crocodiles, my, I'm basically unstoppable. Plus, you could put a little uh, headphones on them, you know, like Victor. <laughs> now, GX, spoil a part of the game for me. Why are there dinosaurs in this? So the whole ending of the story is revealed, and I will say you, I will tell you this right now. The last two animals that you get to be in the story mode are things that you've never encountered in the game and are awesome. But huh. um, I, I would say in some ways maybe slightly more awesome than the dinosaurs, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is gone because humanity from the future is attempting to bring itself back to the past because the future is screwed. That basically huh. humanity has screwed the future. And they sent information to the past so the past can build these tele time teleportation devices kind of unwittingly so that the future can go. But it's creating all sorts of temporal flux. And because of the law of the uh, the law of conservation of mass for sending people out it has to bring something back in and right now it's bringing in dinosaurs <laughs> so it's kind of like terra nova then perhaps i guess huh interesting terra nova has the dumbest sci-fi plot i've ever <laughs> encountered especially if you're in, if you know yeah. like time travel and the butterfly effect well, Terra Nova's whole um, way of getting around that is saying, well, it's a different dimension. But I think my longest playthrough thus far has been, I think I've been able to hit about 10 generations or so. That's pretty so, good, man. Yeah, I couldn't even that do that with the crocodile. Because, <laughs> I mean, for me, even when I'm, like, unstoppable as far as uh, any uh, predators going after me, I've eventually run out of areas with food. Or uh, with mates who uh, want me to level up even more, who don't want to mate with me because I'm not powerful enough or whatever. But then well, I go around to... to find more food, and the food's all gone. Did you ever kind of hit that wall where you can't find any more food or any more mates? Yep, that's what I'm talking about. I no, GX. But, oh, the GX uh, ever encounter that? Yeah, you'll, you'll run into that occasionally. There are just times whenever the gr game will just look at you and say, screw you, here's <laughs> poison, here's famine, here's no food, here's just everything, and then here's a tiger that you have to deal with. So <laughs> it, it has those moments. I think my best luck thus far has been, I've been, at this point, I'm just trying to see if I can complete all the challenges to unlock the tuxedo and get the... Um, the achievement for that. Uh, I've had a lot of luck with the cheetah because the cheetah is as fast as you'd expect. But the problem is his metabolism is so fast and he doesn't have as much in the way of life. So it's tough to actually get into battles with him. I mean, you can take down a lot of stuff, but if you're surrounded by a pack, you're practically screwed. Huh. Uh, well, at the moment, I'm still trying. I'm still stuck with the base animals, so yeah, we'll, we'll see eventually. Okay, GX. Besides uh, Tokyo Jungle, has there been anything else you've been playing recently? Uh, just hell yeah, I completed that. Um, don't ask me to describe any bit of it in any sort of detail because 
I'm not sure if I'm capable of doing that. It's a very <laughs> bizarre game. I, I love I, I enjoyed ninety percent of it. It's just that God, that was weird. It was <laughs> quite the trip. But um other than that, I in a suit I am preparing perhaps to play certain video games soon, in that as a Pokemon card collector, I was scrounging through my local comic shop's card collection recently, and because they were absurdly cheap, I decided, you know what? This is going to be profoundly stupid, but I'm going to start collecting the e-reader cards, with the, or the Pokemon cards with the e-reader codes. Really? Because, my God, I have an e-reader. <laughs> <laughs> And well, I, you know, so do I. I acknowledge that is dumb, but it's fun dumb. I, I'm very interested to see what I'm going to come up with with some. God, of the I remember having that on my yeah. Game Boy Advance and having to download like three cards just to play Donkey Kong. <laughs> but it's like Scandal. it was a weird way of Nintendo doing DLC back in the early 2000s. <laughs> Well, it wasn't even DLC. I mean, it's as much as DLC as the Professor Layton stuff is DLC. Yeah. Uh, I guess all of us have been playing Sonic Adventure 2 HD, which we'll, we'll be discussing with Sega in an interview later on in the show. Uh, so stick around. Don't go skipping everywhere. Like I know everyone wants to skip directly to the Sega interviews, but... Come on, folks, just stick no, around. Now, listen to us. Skip ahead. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> GX and never wa- and never listen to his podcast. Ever. That is our command to you. It'll be on in 45 minutes and 15 sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking for three hours. All right. Anyway, um, you know what? The more I play of Sonic Adventure 2, the more the nostalgia drains off of it, and I realize... What a what a poor game it's been. Now, honestly, oh, I've had God. the opposite reaction to the it. Only, the only thing I enjoyed more than I did the original was actually the Knuckles and the Rouge levels this time around. I think it's because of the widescreen and the uh, right analog stick. I actually feel like I know what I'm doing this time and where to <laughs> go properly because I have more of a view. Basically, but you know what though? Still, the uh, when you get to, once you get to the space area with Knuckles and Rouge, it still sucks. <laughs> That's still the worst. I like it more than I. I should say for me, it's held up better than I ever expected it would. I was expecting after going through the appalling, uh, how poorly Sonic Adventure held up. Going to this actually felt like a much bigger step up than I was expecting. I was expecting all of my dreams to just be all of my dreams, all of my memories from high school to just be shattered. But <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it enough. I mean, I have many complaints about it, but in all honesty, just the time that I put into it, that I don't feel that bad about it. I don't feel as bad as I was at least expecting to. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I will say it is a much better port than the Sonic Adventure one was. In fact, we bring that up in the interview. I, I um, don't think it couldn't be. I don't know if you could make a port that was less good than what that was. <laughs> you know, yeah. you probably should cut that out. <laughs> no, I just, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. But yeah, I mean, it that one was what four by three when the PC version was sixteen by nine. 
I have no idea. But they basically, uh, I think they finally listened to fan demands on that because it's uh, it's turned around quite a bit as far as you know, as far as ports go. It's just that you still see the original flaws and and the original flaws. I'm just seeing much more than I did originally. I I think the best way that I summed it up on my show whenever I I think it's, I think it's because I've apps. you know been playing what uh, Unleashed and Colors and Generations and those games are far superior in my opinion than well, I mean, Sonic Adventure big, that's, 2 that's a big step up they kept trying to refine and refine the type of Sonic Adventure 2 gameplay but in all honesty it's just that the formula that they hit on more recently just works better it works better with the type of game Sonic is yeah, that's very true. Um, I will say, I don't even know why those kart racing segments are in. Those are just absolutely horrible. Yeah, for God's sake, why is Sonic in a car? Why, why oh, I is he in a car? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, they're just... why would he ever? Why would Sega ever do that and put him in a car? Why doesn't he just run? <laughs> My God. But um, I had a lot of fun with it personally. Um. I don't know, maybe it's because I've played it consistently over the years. I'll go back to it. Maybe it's the Chow Garden, but, um, you know, uh, it's honestly kind of the, the 3D style of Sonic I almost prefer. You know, it's, it's slower. You, it's, uh, you can t- make tighter turns. You, it's more wait, 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 wait. What? What? Ju- justify this. Justify what? It's a slower game. And I can make tighter turns in Sonic Adventure 2 than I could in Sonic Unleashed or Sonic Colors, where you have to, have to drift and it's less precise and you get these large lanes that you have to drift around through. Yeah, I don't want to agree with that myself. But I think I still think uh, the Sonic and hey, you, you Sha- think, I still think the Sonic, Sonic and Shadow gameplay still holds up well. It's just that the other two okay, not so that. much. <laughs> Speaking of, hmm. I'm, play, I'm trying to play Sonic Adventure 2 right now. I'm stuck in that Rouge uh, space level. God. <laughs> That's okay. This gives me an opportunity to tear Knights a new one, so. <laughs> Why do you not, not like the Knights? No, Knights, I think Knights, Knights is... Actually, to me, Knights actually held, holds up better uh, over time than Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I think... I think they both have structural issues. It's just that Knights has bigger structural issues than Sonic Adventure 2 does. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying that it's okay that you have to get through the stage, go through the whole thing, get whatever score you have, and then if you just happen to fail at the boss that you Okay, have yeah, to... yeah, I will, I'll agree with that. That that's in fact that's the one problem I'm having right now is uh, I was doing fine up until the third level I mean, with Claire and I can get through the levels just fine but there's this uh, one gesture thing with the cape which I have to hit the cape and it keeps throwing cards that I'm trying they to dodge. They don't communicate anything with you. I mean, in some ways that's admirable, but it, with the, if you consider a game like Journey, Journey does so very. They communicate with you, but very minimalist. And you could say the same thing about Half-Life. I mean, it's just the game design doesn't necessarily push you forward to justify the lack of communication they actually give you. 
Like I, I go into a boss battle and like, okay, what what is going on? What am I trying to do when I do this? I mean, what is the reaction? And ugh, it, it's, my only my main problem also is. The introductions. Now, when you're playing on, on the Saturn, you get a little movie about, you know, Claire or Elliot. Yeah, I didn't and find this out until, like, uh, like whenever I was almost through the game. It's like, okay, why? what was... I don't get this. I, well, I get the general thing of what's going on, but I don't get why I'm introduced to these characters without nothing. Why don't they have that in there somewhere? I, I don't just... know. It's so it's so crazy because that's what it was on the Saturn is you got to see the movie before you played the level. And that actually makes, you know, it makes it a lot more sense. They're having nightmares and the Knights characters helping them out through their nightmare. So it just... I, I feel that there is something there. Instead, you there. have to find it in the movie section, which is odd. It's a game that I, I feel like if there was, there is still something there. I mean, there is still enjoyment to be had. It's just that it, it just feels like there's too much working against you to actually get to that core. And there are fans who are able to get to that core. It's the, quote, get it versus don't get it argument. Yeah. But I just think on a technical level doesn't live up to what it strives for it, it doesn't fulfill the lofty demand the it feels like it's trying to do more than it's capable of i should say and it's just at that point it's just kind of failing um i'll, I'll disagree with you on that i just think uh if they had made the live separately for boss battles than it is for platforming i think that would go a long way but i i still enjoy the game for what it is and i still like it more than the journey of dreams on the wii i don't i just don't want to feel like i have to beat my head against a wall to learn every nook and cranny of the stage because i can't see anything i mean that that's me coming i don't know that's that's personally it hasn't been a problem for me as far as the stages go before i mean you've had the experience already I have not. I'm coming fresh, and it feels like, okay, how am I supposed to know that that's up there? I can't even see up there. The best I can see is I have a very clear view of... I think it, garden, I think but... it needs a uh, tutorial level. <laughs> so they I mean, could... They could uh, I mean, a lot of people don't understand that. that if you uh, break the uh, orb barrier thing by collecting all the blue orbs, if you do it soon, then you have plenty of time to, uh, you know get a bonus scores because then it doubles the doubles the scores after that and that's what i'm saying the game doesn't communicate anything well i mean that's it, it despite the fact that i mean arguably journey of dreams that might be one of the reasons why it's easier for me to get into is because they actually do help you a little bit they in some ways they kind of over help you but it's 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 kind of feels like there has to be a middle ground. There is gameplay here. It's just that pull the camera back. Let me actually see the level. Let me plot out my course and then just let me go. Yeah, maybe if they pulled the camera back a little bit. But like I said, the technology of the time, there's only so much they can do. And they wanted to make a, you know, a quality, a fairly sophisticated game with a, a simple and, mechanic. No, but no. Let's not say that it's okay. Maybe it's aesthetically and thematically sophisticated, but in terms of gameplay, I wouldn't exactly say that it's. No, it's not. I'm. I mean, the uh, 
the kinds of things you have to do can be sophisticated just because it's uh hard to understand for anybody just jumping in mm. i will I say i will say that it's a hard that. game to just jump into without really understanding it well because yes. then, you, then you end up missing out on some things i mean you could even beat the game and miss out on what exactly the game's about so uh how about we keep moving all right uh i think nux is still uh taking care of things with his sandwich or whatever love let's move on to the news Okay, and welcome back to our news portion of the show. Um, first things first, Sonic Jump just arrived on the iOS store, on the iTunes store for iOS devices, including iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. And that looks like a pretty fun game. I got a little bit of a chance to play it. We'll be discussing it later in the show. Uh, the, one of my uh, big things, uh, something I'm real happy for, is Sonic the Fighters is getting a re-release later on late this fall at least in Japan we haven't heard anything as far as what's coming whether it's coming to America or not which I'm sure it is but the big news on that is it will have a playable Honey the Cat finally a playable Eggman and playable Metal Sonic uh, before those were only available if you were able to hack the game who are you and what have you done with my Sega yeah not only that you you get online play as well one on one which that is just absolutely incredible that's like Sega giving like, somebody a a genie and letting him grant one wish on Sonic the fighters it's 
It's, it's like it, you're it, getting exactly what you want on a port. You can it can ask for more. And it feels like it's so it to me it feels like so out of character for Sega to do that that kind of thing. I I don't know. It just seems like that that's not necessarily what I have known them well to do. Especially like, looking at some of their past ports. I mean, to completely enable these three characters and to add online play. I mean, I, I guess, sure, some virtual console games have had the online play enabled, but this is like the Sonic arcade fighting game. To give the online to the fighting game like that, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's incredible. In fact, uh, you know, having those three characters, which were kind of playable, I think what it was is they just didn't finish that that part of it, and now... Now it feels like the game is fully complete, you know? Well, you know what this means, though. What? They're basically getting things ready for Sonic 4 Episode 3. I mean, that Honey the Cat is going to be a big part of that. <laughs> All right, I'm sure. Hey, how come how come this this uh, smaller fighting game has online play, yet Sonic Adventure 2 Battle HD can't have it? <laughs> because that would be much more difficult. You think so? I definitely. Then think again, so. yes, it's a one-on-one fighter. It wouldn't, that wouldn't require too much compared to uh, having up to four players, I guess. Well, you're tra- you're trading button commands versus 3D positioning. I mean, you have to you have to kind of account for where the other player is, even though the other player is not in the room running a different machine with different processing variables. Also on the news, we got Sonic and Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed will be arriving on 3DS and Vita, but not for a little bit, not till December 12th. That's not a big a jump. Bit. No, not a big one, but it, it kind of explains why we haven't seen any video or screenshots of them so far. It's they're well, still working on that one. I mean, what are they? What are they really going to show off? I mean, it they don't. That's that's my theory as to why they just release these game. Why we're probably not going to see another exclusive 3DS game or DS game is just that it's got to be connected to a console one is because they want to sell the portable ones and they will because kids have the portables. But I mean, you want to be able to show off the great, amazing graphics of the HD and have that be part of the marketing campaign. Yeah, I want that to appeal to be the big appeal first. Plus, you know, and it's also going to be coming to iOS uh, in 2013, so it's going to be on all the available pl- uh, portable platforms eventually. But that's, uh, it's it's most important that they focus it on uh, major console releases too. The new night sequel. That That's what's coming. Ah. All right. But in related news, there, there will be a demo available on the 3DS for... Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. Really? Uh, There's no specific date for it, but Nintendo did announce that as one of the demos that'll be upcoming. So, uh, no no, uh, word of a demo on the 360 or PS3? Oh, you know it's going to have one. Yeah. Every 360 game has a demo. Oh, no. Lots of 360 games don't, especially the big ones. And I don't want to know those games. Halo. I don't want to know Halo. Years of War. I don't want to know Gears of War. Whatever your favorite game is. I don't want to know what my favorite game is. <laughs> Neither do All right, I. and a more related All-Stars Racing Transform moves. It's texture swap time as uh, Mimi joins the roster. 
Yay! Yay. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. We didn't need Mimi. Sure Stop we did. Mimi. We always him. need the female counterpart to the male protagonist. That's why we have gum. And I think the reason we have gum in Raelia is they they basically take the uh, the knights, the jet, and the uh, II polygon models and just add a brand new texture to them. Woo. It makes it easier, I guess, for, uh, for you know sumo, sumo rather than having to make uh, another brand new. Oh my God, what is that? Excel. So um, yeah, I I, I guess that's the that's something that Nintendo kind of does with Smash Bros to beef up the roster. Two, three clones when they could just easily just be kind of skins. Yeah, but they do things to their clones. Like I'm sure they, they have all their voices and everything. Like and change I'm the balance slightly and give, give Mario give Doctor Mario pills. I don't think Ganondorf is a slight change to the Captain Falcon balance. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I, was, I wasn't talking him so much. But I mean, I'm still very happy with the cast they've got so far, and it looks like it's just going to be. A great game. Yeah. I am pleased. I am very much looking forward to it. I think it's going as long as it's as long as it's at least good or better than the previous game, then I will be very satisfied. And I mean by all accounts it sounds like it's just gonna oh, be it better. Is, it is better. It's better than Mario Kart, it's better than the original game. <laughs> from from what I played. At this point uh, it just has to be different than Mario Kart and I'll be happy with it. <laughs> Also, a Sonic and All Stars Racing transformed. Uh, is it Ristar or Ristar? Ristar. Ristar will be the flagman for Sonic and All Stars Racing transformed. That's something that Steve Lissette was uh, hinting at with our interview on the last episode, but now we know who it is for sure. Oh, good. I don't have to burn all my Ristar merchandise. <laughs> we we know it had to be somebody. Well, can right can Ristar fly? Because it has to be somebody who could fly in the air. Sure, why not? No, he cannot well, I mean, fly. He does, well, he kind of does. I mean, he, he spins on those poles and then he shoots off. And when you see him okay, going okay. to a new level, okay. then he's kind of playing. But, question, you know what? question. Hold on. Hold, Who cares? hold on. Hold on. Who cares? Yes, exactly. Who cares? He's Ristar. He's in a game in 2012. <laughs> Do you really <laughs> care whether or not he as a character can fly? Well, maybe they give him like some sort of... Um... Jetpack. Thing to sit on, sure, like, uh... whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's Tristar, and it's freaking 2012. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. In a surprising bit of news that uh, it's, I guess making some fans happy for some fans who have poor taste. I think <laughs> yeah. Sonic Underground is getting a finale in Sonic, Sonic Universe Underground. <laughs> to be fair. I, I am very I, excited I, for this. I still find that I'm, I'm not a fan of the cartoon whatsoever, but I still find this pretty cool. I mean, that's that's good fan service. If you like the show, I'm not a big fan of the show, obviously. I but I mean, if, if they're going to have a one-shot issue where they don't have anything to do, this is a this is a great you know little bit of fan service to do. I'm just excited because I mean that show is dumb. It is a <laughs> dumb show. It is conceptually yeah. dumb, and they do plenty of dumb things. And I am certainly not against having dumb things in my comic. I, I mean, by all means, pick up the Sonic OVA license and build on that. I would be very <laughs> happy with that. Build on Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, 
Oh, God, yes, I'm please. Not, I'm not demanding from my Sonic the Hedgehog comic from Archie Publishing to be this amazing, super deep, awesome, hardcore storyline. I am willing to accept cheese with this. <laughs> really, what I want, I want Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog written and drawn by dubs. Four issues. There you go. That sounds awesome. I demand there be a song. I don't. I don't care what they have to do. I demand that there's at least a song written in those issues. And they give you <laughs> digital code no. to download it off of iTunes. <laughs> Played by Jaleel White, <laughs> doing all three voices. Oh my God! Although um, no, he didn't have. He he. I guess dodged the bullet and didn't have to sing on that show at all. <laughs> Every every character had a separate singing voice actor actress. Thank God. If they had a separate singing vo- voice actors, then why did they have to have Jamil White do all three, including the female? Because, because it was Sonic cheap. Underground. Are you really going because to try to Sonic Underground? Time? That's all. Want, you want an explanation, Jason? Because I know the explanation. What's that? Is, you see, Deke is run by cheap assholes, and they found out that. They could have one person voice three different characters and only pay them for the one and only pay them for one voice. And so they thought, you know what? We will make three main characters, all hedgehogs, and have Jaleel White voice all of them, three for one. I and, have a I have a uh, explanation to build on that. Yeah. Uh, by that time, Family Matters was over. <laughs> I, I rest my case. Yeah, Sonic right. Underground is even in the Archie uh, Sonic comic encyclopedia because uh, that one issue from uh, issue 113 where they went to another dimension. And there's, you know, so the characters. They're in the same universe. Oh, oh no, well, they're in the same no, multiverse. The same multiverse. Whatever. But yeah, I was surprised they actually added them to the encyclopedia too. It's I wonder if we'll see any Sonic in this. Uh, I'm surprised Eggman. Uh, I'm not. I won't talk about the encyclopedia because you guys have don't have it yet. Well, who cares? What are you gonna do? Spoil it for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. A section. Spoilers in it. B section too, but I don't want to tell you about the Z section. No, I was gonna say it looks like um they finally got Eggman Nega in the book. I mean, they were constantly referring to him as Doctor Nega and everything, but now he has his own section where he's called you know Eggman Nega as art. As a brand new art of him, and it looks like it, the Blaze's next story is going to involve him. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. So yeah, there there is hints in future stories in the encyclopedia, which is kind of pretty cool. Nifty. Yeah. Yeah, nifty. <laughs> uh, since we've been on the download talk as of late, Sonic Advent Sonic Generations is now available for download on the 360 for uh, modest 29.99. You know what? If that had been on the Xbox 360 when Jet was here, I'd have bought it. But no, it had to come out a week later, and so now I have no motivation to get it. Eh, get it cheaper on a disc anyway. Yeah, God, nowadays what? It's probably under 20. Most likely. I, w- I would He's... say I, by now, given the games that have come out after it, I would say 20 is a more reasonable asking price. I, I own the disc, but the disc is damaged, so it's kind of difficult to play. What do you do with your discs? How do you damage? Oh, oh man! Yeah, how do you damage? 
How do you damage discs? I mean, if you know how to handle a CD when you take it out, well, you know, they fall on the floor. I I sit on them. They get (laughs) they they get um they get covered in cat litter. Do do you keep them in sleeves instead of their original packaging? You realize how 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 thick and bulky the original packaging is compared to a sleeve. And you realize how many games I have. I have like a 200 discs. Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, you, you don't throw that. You don't throw the original packaging away, right? No, I keep the original packaging, but I keep it boxed up in a way. Can I just say that for you really made the mistake in getting it for 360 because if you got it for Blu-ray, I mean, it's hard to damage a Blu-ray. I've oh, tried. I, I've managed it. I've managed it. Well, I have a few damaged Blu-rays. Apparently, you are the expert in such matters. Yeah, though you know, I heard I heard one time that uh, like like a Blu-ray could take a knife and not get damaged, but um, that, that's not true at all. <laughs> no, but it, it is still pretty durable. I will give it that. Do you have a live set recreation of Will It Blend in your house somewhere? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that is. So what what else is up with stuff and things and other things and stuff? I think that's it for now, and we'll I'm be going on Sonic Jump. Which I are we saving are we saving that for the we're saving that for the end of the show. So okay, uh, we're going to stop right now uh, with the interview with Kelly Parker and Mia Petrino.
Welcome, everybody, to the interview portion of the show. All right. Today, we got uh, Miss Kelly Parker from Sega, the community manager. Hello. And she's down at Pumpkin Hill trying to find her lost piece. It's Mia Petrino. Hey. Brand manager for Sonic Adventure 2 uh, HD. Um, and what uh, what other current games are you uh, brand manager on? Uh, we're also working, or I'm also working closely on the uh, Jet Set Radio campaign, which is just finished. Although we are, we have a couple of SKUs left to go. I know the, uh, the Vita ones still has to be released yet. I'm kind of uh, excited for that one. We yeah, are my Vita hungers for some Jet Set goodness. Yeah, we are all excited <laughs> about that. We were really happy with the uh, the launch uh, just within this, within this past month on on the console based systems. It's really great to see it come back. Uh, for, for a new generation of players. Oh yeah, I saw that. I heard that in sales. It was like a number number two, just behind Minecraft on the Xbox Live, which is incredible. Oh yeah, we're totally we're totally coming for Minecraft at this point. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're really really happy with with the the pickup and and reception that it's gotten from from this new set, and and of course our returning uh, players from the Dreamcast era. Uh, speaking of, how have the uh, initial sales been for the Sonic Adventure Two on HD? Um, I haven't I haven't checked recently, but uh, but I think it was up at what number five or so on 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 downloads in terms of the Xbox Live Arcade market. So it's doing really really well. We've uh, we've actually gotten a pretty healthy reception for that as well. Okay, Alex. Um, uh, what was it What was it like uh, managing Sega's best kept secret? Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Full of surprises. It's much like love. You you can't really you can't really figure out how it's gonna go from from day to day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was a bit and sometimes the secret gets out everywhere. Oh man, it's like that secret relationship. That yeah. Just like oh, shit, just, we're not ready to talk not, about no. yet. Oh god, the fallout. And then everyone finds out. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's obviously not one of uh, it's. It's never a situation that you want to uh, have happen to you as a brand manager, and 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 it seems like with these these ports in particular, it happens a little more often than we'd like. But it's okay. Um, I think I think one of the most positive things to come out of it actually was uh, that we got that that instant fan sort of. Uh, all of our fans sort of gravitated to the news, and we were we were actually kind of blown away by the positive reception that that. Right. Uh, leak got as it were well and one of the things that i think was really positive too is that we ended up um being able to put together a trailer very last minute for sonic boom and i love when we have the opportunity to make fun of ourselves and as you guys (laughs) other fans ken is so great at being willing to poke fun of himself and so when he was like i have an idea i want to do this and i was like yes let's make that happen 
And uh, we totally did. And uh, I thought that was actually a really good thing, both for the fans and, frankly, for us to just come out and be like, yeah, we know. But- oh, oh, for sure. It's, it's, it's nice to, to not necessarily have to uh, be dragged down by, by Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to sort of just uh, turn it into more of a celebration about the game, uh, even if it happened to come a little bit earlier than we had originally intended. <laughs> and Microsoft's really bad at keeping at helping you keep secrets, it seems. Oh, oh. I think they're just trying to encourage us to, to announce it sooner. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, it's, uh, they're uh, they're uh, helping you with your marketing strategy. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Mia, how did you become involved uh, with Sega and then become a brand manager? Um, I, I started here about two years ago now uh, as, a, as a marketing coordinator for a digital team and, and have since climbed through the ranks to, uh, to the uh, illustrious position of, of brand manager. <laughs> um, but really, uh, I'm, I'm in this industry because I love gaming. I've been gaming since I was uh, a, a wee toddler. So this is really, really a dream opportunity to, to be able to uh, handle these these campaigns and and really try and get other people as excited as I am about about these projects. Is it all? Is it all you you imagine it would be? Oh oh, that and more. Just the glamour. It is as she truly imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Just um just we have a we have a camaraderie here that I've never experienced in any other job before. Uh, that's that's so fantastic. We're all here because we want to be. We're all fans of of the content that we put out, and uh, and really when it when we're on the road, we we have this amazing bonding experience over the projects that we're working on, and it's just a it's a good environment, and it's uh and you know the the uh, relationships that that we make here are are lasting and amazing. So it's it's everything that I wanted. It to is be. everything. We I mean honestly, and it <laughs> sounds super corny, but we are genuinely really good friends here at Sega. Like we are kind of a group of misfit toys sometimes, and oh, we uh, wayward children. Yes, yeah. yes, and um, we really try to embody work hard, play hard. We work very hard, and you know. Woe to anyone that says otherwise, because we have worked many nights, many weekends, many long hours. We work very hard, but we also really play just as hard as we work. So. <laughs> yes. We have a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. Definitely. And that makes all the work worth it. Totally. Awesome. Well, that's, the be- that's the best thing about any job, I imagine. Mm. Um, now, this is a question I get a lot. Uh, how come widescreen was... Widescreen support was an SA2, but not but not SA1. Ah, uh, so that that actually goes back to uh, the direction that we took with with both, with all uh, all three of these games that we just came out with recently. Um, we we sort of hit, I guess, would you call it a wall with our our fan base? Like we we have this collection of games that maybe not as many people uh, as we wanted to got to play it back in the original Dreamcast day. So uh, originally, you know, we just wanted to to get the experience out there. And um, I think that we discovered very quickly that there is a definite sort of discrepancy with with nostalgia and actual expectations. So when it came to those original ones, we we heard the feedback loud and clear that that even though these people love these games originally, this is not quite the experience that they've been looking for. Because in all honesty, it just doesn't age well. You ha- I mean, you you've essentially changed formats from from four by three to sixteen by nine. Uh, the games weren't holding up graphically. It, it makes it very difficult to sort of retain that that childhood nostalgia. So when it came to do Jet Set Radio Nights and then Sonic Adventure, 
we, uh, Sonic Adventure 2, we, we kind of sat down and said, uh, we have to make sure that this is meeting, uh, meeting, I guess, the perception, that original nostalgic perception of, of our original fan base. Um, so it not only, it not only helps, uh, retain that those good memories that you had growing up with the game but it also allows it to be better received by by new players who are coming in if it matches the technology you know they'll be like oh i didn't get to play this before but it actually works uh it actually looks good it actually holds up better so so just basically fan reaction and and our, our desire to to sort of please the fans <laughs> in a better <in> <laughs> way sort of led to this this development decision. Well, and I think the nostalgia part is actually really important because people remember games way better than they actually were. Oh, yeah, and so you're sure. not competing with the original quality of the original game, you're competing with people's memory of the original game. Yes. And over time, there you have, you know, other good associations associations with it, warm fuzzy memories and then when you actually put out the game that they asked for, they're like what is this crap? And you're like that is the game <laughs> for. Um, so it can be really difficult to compete with people's mental images and memories of that game. Um, so that's you know another reason that we sometimes make Im improvements and stuff like that to it, even though if you ask someone, they will tell you, I just want the original game. We find a lot of times that's actually not true. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in this case, um, although although we didn't, like, obviously gut the game and remake it, um, I think that the improvements that we made definitely go a huge step in in retaining that. Like, the, the game looks great. These games look great on uh, on technology for today, much better than than the originals looked on uh, on the Dreamcast. We, we definitely went through and tried playing the originals, and we're like, yeah, no, these are way better. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually really helped me during the uh, Knuckles and Rouge levels. I was always really frustrated them on the Dreamcast and GameCube, and with the uh, widescreen support and the uh, camera control on the right stick, it actually helped quite a bit for me. Oh, yeah. That's yep. definitely something also in Jet Set Radio that, that helped. That uh, that was actually sort of a surprise to the Japanese development team because it wasn't included in the original. So I remember uh, us, us bringing it to them, uh, just to, to play through again. And they were like, Oh, this is a great improvement. We were like, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice that some, uh, cut scenes, will either be four by three or 16 by nine, but I guess that's because of the assets, the like backgrounds will just probably cut off if it kept going on 16 by nine. So it, I think it's a little difficult when it comes to, to streaming media, as opposed to, uh, the, the in-game assets, which can be, can be uprezzed without too much of an issue. Uh, I'd say it's, it's been about 12 years since Sonic Adventure 2 uh, came out. How do you feel the Sonic games have changed since then? Oh, I would say that we, we've had our share of ups and downs. Obviously, uh, the, the 2006 edition of Sonic the Hedgehog was not our finest moment, but since then, <laughs> uh, I think that, that Sonic's really... Uh, the, I don't know, it's it's improved, and I think that the reception's also improved, and I think that the fan base has responded better than it has in years past with the uh, with the release of, of games like Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. Obviously, like it's a great time to be a Sonic fan. I think. Well, no, I agree, and I think that the Sonic fan base is also always evolving. I mean, yeah. not only just in terms of aging and getting older and getting new Sonic fans in all the time. So there's it's not a static target that we have to hit with Sonic games either. So that can make it, you know, somewhat well, challenging is probably not the right word, but it's as challenging as it can be to hit a moving target um, to really try to meet the needs of 
whatever the Sonic fan base is going to be when the game is released. I think I think Sonic Generations probably then encapsulated that yeah. that feeling the best because it gives you a little something for for everything and, and indeed I think that's probably been our best received Sonic game at forever. least at least yeah. one of yeah. yeah and I think oh, yeah. so much just fan service and fan love in that oh, yeah. game because of what it is by its very nature so oh yeah I remember playing through uh, the Green Hill Zone levels as, as classic Sonic and it's just like oh my god it's like I'm a kid again. <laughs> Sonic Generations was probably the first Sonic game since Sonic Adventure 2 that seemed to get a a universal universal praise from the fan base, at least I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, Sonic Colors did really well uh, with the fan base as well, but you again, you, when you're competing with nostalgia, Sonic Generations has got that in spades and in a way that a new Sonic game at the time a new Sonic game like Sonic Colors just doesn't have. So yeah, I think the formula with Unleashed personally was the where it was starting to really climb back up. I mean, the modern formula that they used in Unleashed was great. I think, I think personally, Unleashed is a better game overall than Adventure Two and Adventure, but that's, that's just my opinion on that. <laughs> like we said, oh. we're, we're constantly evolving, yeah. uh, and Sonic is constantly evolving. So it's great to uh, to be able to bring all of these games back. So it's sort of something for everybody. What is it about uh, Sonic Adventure 2 that, along with, I guess, the Sonic X anime, managed to spawn the second generation of uh, Sonic fans, it seems like, you know, the more modern count crowd? Do you think it was just the way it was timed? Um, potentially. I mean, it was it was right after sort of the decline of the Dreamcast, so it was one of the first uh, Sonic games available for, for another mass-market platform, so that definitely uh, helped in, in reaching an audience that we hadn't been able to get to before. Um, and then obviously the the intertwining stories. It was a it was a deeper Sonic experience than than what had been presented before with the full cast of of both heroes and villains. You can really play as as both sides and really get into a, a deeper overarching story. And then obviously Shadow Shadow was such a, a a large component of what made that game really compelling and interesting. Yeah. As a, as speaking of Shadow, he, he he's also been pretty popular with the younger generation, even after certain games that uh, shall not be spoken of right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is it about him that uh, attracts younger fans to him? I think I think as a society, we have a certain love affair with with antiheroes. Like we love uh, the sort of darker, tormented, uh, maybe heroes who make questionable choices at time but but at their core are good characters and i think uh shadow really really uh embodies that that feeling so i feel like that's probably one of his his greatest draws as a character in the sonic universe it was the guns kidding i'm totally <laughs> kidding it's all about the guns it was the angst yeah oh the angst definitely um <laughs> many people felt that uh time has not been kind of sonic adventure uh, how do you think Sonic Adventure 2 is going is going to uh, fare as 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 far as um, uh, as far as that goes? Uh, do do you think that uh, someone uh, do you think that uh, someone new could enjoy it, or is it just for the uh, old Sonic fans? Um, th- I mean, this this like, this definitely goes back to what we were just talking about about this heritage collection treatment and and our sort of bringing it into this new age of technology uh, with the inclusion of of widescreen up-res graphics. I do think that. This is definitely something that can appeal to a new generation of Sonic fans for sure. I mean, it still looks very crisp. It still uh, it still handles really well. It looks great on on the technology for today. I think that definitely, and with a uh, with some of the 
uh, sort of content that was in this game that wasn't in previous Sonic games, sort of like the chow raising, I think that definitely that strikes a chord with, with audiences today as well. Yeah, the chow raising is still addictive. That is the darnest thing. Like, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've really played any other um, pet, pet AI thing that's really as, um, as addictive as that. Oh, yeah, we love chow. Speaking of, do you have any good chow raising tips? Definitely. It's all about uh, it's all about the animals and the vials. So so uh, we definitely suggest you you poke around these these larger areas looking for pipes for for animals that'll that'll give you stat bonuses as well as uh, collecting vials from defeated enemies. Uh, I think one of the best areas to do that is actually the the Eggman or Tails uh, first sections, which you can obviously play over and over again. Uh, they drop a ton of vials that you can use to to raise the stats of your chow. Alrighty. Um, what is with the horrible sound? I'll make you eat those words. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Uh, we'll just we'll just call that a gift from a from a from an age long ago. There's one thing I was I was really hoping they'd fix because there's still that music that just plays loudly over. This kind of almost soft-spoken dialogue, and it kind of um, it, it does kind of uh, ruin any. Well, I don't know really what you'd call a cutscene. Gravitas. Yeah. Knuckles and Bruce Dragon. Really they can do about. Yeah. As far as say, as far as cutting off each other, it's probably nothing they can really do about that because that's the way the cutscenes were back in the day. But yeah, it's there. funny to try to watch a soft-spoken shadow and hear, just hear this. <laughs> Blurring over the poor guy. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It, it's uh, there. There are obviously limitations when it comes to to uh, bringing back any game originally, unless you remake the whole thing entirely. So um, I, I we we sort of choose to look at that in a more positive and and sort of campy light. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm so so, I'm so, so uh, where is uh, Big the Cat now? Why is he not the cat? Really? Are we really doing this pun, Jason? All yeah. right. Uh, Cam meowing and more Sonic games. He could be the Stan Lee of Sonic Media. Uh, I think Ken Ball is to blame for that. Yes. <laughs> They've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of personal time together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> keeping him under close wraps. Yes. Just waiting, biding his time for a new uh, a new solo Big the Cat spinoff, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy to see him back in the game. He actually, uh, it actually adds to it, really. I mean, you're playing through one section and you just look, you know, in one little corner. Oh, there he is, trapped in a little prison or what have you. It's uh, it's just enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. Without doing without doing extensive market research, we we I think we can assume that that's just enough. Big the cat for Sonic Adventure Two, just kind of catching him out of the corner of your eye. <laughs> okay, and uh, wrapping up with the uh, Sonic Adventure 2 questions, uh, is there any Sonic Adventure 2 tips for newbies? Uh, I would say patience is a virtue in this case. Uh, just because of the, the homing attack and the and platforming elements, you definitely don't want to home attack off of a platform. So I would say uh, line up where you're going to go and then uh, <laughs> be patient with your button presses so that you don't accidentally green off the face of the <laughs> All right. So, uh, Kelly, uh, how was Tokyo? I know you went to uh, the Tokyo Game Show this year. 
I did. I went to Tokyo Game Show for the first time, and I was really excited to go. I had a fantastic time. Um, I had never been to Japan before, so I wasn't entirely sure what to expect, although Julian went to TGS last year, and Aaron had gone before then, uh, so it was it was definitely my turn. But, um, yeah, I know I had an amazing time, and our hosts at Sega of Japan showed us a fantastic time. Uh, Ken and I got to go to Tokyo Disneyland on our day off, which was amazing. Oh, awesome. <laughs> He's a huge Disney fan, and so just we, which we tried to play it cool for, like, the first hour. Like, yeah, you know, this is okay. And after an hour, we kind of looked at each other. We're like, we're just going to nerd out. It's fine. So, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we spent all day at Disney Sea, and uh, it was really, we had a lot of fun. So is uh, Ken Barlow going to be checking out the Epic Mickey, too? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic yeah, I'm, I'm lucky over here. I got an annual pass for Disneyland. I'm just like a half hour drive from there. I got to stand out beside the front gate when I was down yeah. there. Yeah, I feel like well, he, the poor to- guy. He hasn't gone to go to Disneyland outside of the downtown Disney. Yeah, I've wanted to go since I was a little boy, and now I feel like I'm too old. No, you're never too old. I feel like if we were closer to Disneyland, Ken would never actually show up to work. Like, would he just be at Disneyland all the time? That's a possibility. Yeah, he'd probably work. Be working there. Oh, maybe. No, I think that that definitely cramps your your enjoyment of the park if you actually have to drive one of the the little things around. Yeah, if you have to do work. Though I, I'm actually curious, like if if Ken Ballo could be any uh, dress up character from you know parading around mm. around Disney, which mm. one do you think he would be? Oh, oh. goofy, maybe? goofy. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah our good consensus says goofy. Now, I've got, before this next question, I have a little confession to make. I've never seen the Christmas Story movie. But as I understand it, you've you've checked out the house from from Christmas Story. Uh, What was your favorite scene from that movie? There are so many good scenes from that movie. So just to give some context, I, my sister, so I'm originally from Ohio and uh, my sister got married. So literally the day after I got back from Japan, I flew to Ohio. So I crossed something insane, like 11 time zones and 12 hours or something. But I, um, um, so while I was there, I took some time. I went to high school in Cincinnati and I went to college in Cleveland. So I took some time to kind of go back to my old neighborhoods, as it were, and one of the things I did in Cleveland was see the Christmas Story house. So it's they didn't film the see the like the inside the house scenes there it was just the external scenes of the house and it was actually somebody's house at the time um and then when they sold it a fan bought it restored it to how it was in the movie and now it's a museum and gift shop and uh so it's it's actually was super awesome so i think my favorite scene might be when ralphie is under the cabinet because they're like, Dad's gonna kill Ralphie. So, um, so when Randy's under there, all concerned about his brother, and one of the really cool things about the house is that it's really interactive. So they will totally let you climb in the cabinet. So I have a photo of me sitting in the cabinet, just like Randy did in the movie, and it looks exactly like it. And uh, everything in the house is a replica, so that's one of the reasons they're really um, open and letting you climb in and get on, on, interact with all the things in there. But, um, but yeah, getting in the cabinet is definitely a high point for me. I say it'd uh, be awesome to see you uh, at a picture without like pink bunny suit. <laughs> you know they had so they didn't have they had a lot of kind of the costumes in the house, but it wasn't they didn't have the bunny suit in there. But at the gift shop across the street, um, they do have pink bunny suits that you can try on and purchase there. I didn't have room in my suitcase, so I didn't get one. I did, however, buy a leg lamp Halloween costume that I plan on wearing next year, and I did buy a miniature leg lamp for my desk. <laughs> 
Awesome. Uh, you recently did a great job managing the successful Sonic Boom in San Diego. They had a great crowd for that. I know I had a wonderful time myself. Do you think uh, Sega would ever consider a full-blown like Sonic Con? Maybe something that was half comic, half video game con with like a Sonic theme? Uh, thank you. I'm so glad that you had a good time at Sonic Boom, and uh, it was so great to see so many Sonic fans um, come out. That was six months of my life, so it was really great to see it uh, just come to fruition and all the things that we kind of hoped and planned for uh, turn out really well. We were really, really happy with the event. Um, so we haven't announced any plans for Sonic Boom um, for next year, but it was really successful, and I would like to continue doing that. Um, I think at this point, my objective would be more to uh, build on the success that we had. So, I mean, I don't know if we would ever, you know, consider something like a, a larger convention style something in the future. I think that we've got a really good thing going with Sonic Boom, and I would like to see how we can continue to grow and evolve that and help make that style of event even more popular and get more Sonic fans um, to attend. Um, Alrighty. Uh, yeah, it really shows, you know, that six that, that six months of, of effort because that that really was an incredible event. Good. I'm so anyway, glad. I, I, mean, I started yeah. writing down ideas for future Sonic Boom events the next morning. I was sitting in our <laughs> space at Comic Con, like, okay, well, here's what went great, and here's what we should take a look at for next time. So I, you know, immediately started taking notes for future events. So. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, on the show floor during Crush 40, I had one fan just like next to me, almost in tears, going, "This is the most awesome <laughs> thing ever." Well, you know, He's a lot of so happy. A lot of fans don't get a chance to see Crush 40, and so uh, you know, it's kind of for many people a once in a lifetime opportunity to do that. And um, they're just those guys are so great, and being able to have Cash Cash come out and play with them too is just so amazing. They're such great guys, and they're they just they love doing that stuff and interacting with the Sonic fans. So it's a win win for everybody. Oh yeah, Johnny is so energetic out there on the stage, and he just it, it is crazy. He's out there. He, he goes, goes nuts. I love it. He just goes all over that stage. And um, by the way, that that I guess want to say Kelly that press room saved me. Mm -hmm. um, made it so much easier to cover that event. I'm, I'm sorry I completely missed your invitation um, and caused you the extra headache. But, oh, no, yeah. it's not a problem. That's, that was my job night of event was running around solving problems. So it was absolutely no problem at all. And this, it, it was a great venue, really great venue, much better, yeah. much better than last year. I was yeah I was really happy one of the things that I think was my big big learning from this one is that um, we really need for future events that involve a concert component like that we really need a concert venue um, a concert venue should be able to accommodate the other stuff that we did as the House of Blues really did so well in terms of a costume contest and a trivia contest and stuff like that but what we really need uh, for the musicians to put on a quality show is a venue that is very used to dealing with musicians and instruments and things like that. So if we do events um, that involve concerts like that in the future, I'll definitely be looking at concert venues uh, first instead of a more generic nightclub or uh, something that doesn't necessarily do live music all the time. Alrighty. All right. To both of you, since it's Halloween, uh, what's your favorite scary Sonic moment, <laughs> like for Pumpkin Hill or King Boom Boo or uh, those ghosts that are in Sonic and Knuckles? The Sonic also, Halloween uh, special. <laughs> also, what's your favorite uh, Halloween costume that you've worn? What do you speak? 
Is it bad to say Sonic 2006? <laughs> <laughs> a little, little scary. A little scary. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that was incredibly frightening. I was going to say a little, little scary if we're working at Sega. I don't know. It's it's hard because Sonic is so adorable, and I love the little ghosts. So so they're not they're not as scary as they are endearing, but. Yeah, I really like the Night of the Werehog movie. That uh, so yeah. I had just jo- Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I had just joined Sega when that like Sonic Unleashed was being released. Mm-hmm. Um so I you know saw the movie for the first time and and uploaded it. And one of the things actually when uh, Ken and I were at uh, Joyopolis in uh, Tokyo, we were with uh, Jun Sanoe who uh, took us and, and showed us around and we had a fantastic time and they were actually showing it. We didn't go in and watch it because there was a long line, but mm-hmm. they were actually showing it in the theater there and Ken got very excited because he had worked on that and was like, look, that's a thing I did, and it's here. So that was a really cool moment, too. What would you, so, uh, so what's your favorite Halloween costume that you've uh, I, formulated? I like weird costumes. Mm. So um, one of the things that we have done the last couple of years at Sega is uh, we all dress up in costume uh, for Halloween. And two years ago, um, a bunch of us did a, a group theme. We were Cats of the Internet. Yes. Um, so I was Spaghetti Cat, and we had a Keyboard Cat, we that had a Mario Julian, Cat, yeah, Julian was Keyboard Cat, we had a Domo Cat, that was Aaron, and then we had a Mario <laughs> Cat, and so we had, and it was funny because if you got it, you got it, and a lot of people in the office are like, why is everybody dressed like cats, and why is she holding a plate of spaghetti, I do not understand this, so. <laughs> Slightly obscure, but definitely enjoyable. Well, and it was, you know, the online team that, so... You know, it works. That, it works a little better, it. I think, when you when you post yourself in front of uh, a large square, colorful board. Right. And exactly. All of a it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> um, and so then last year, uh, Julian and I kind of did a, a matching theme. He was where's Waldo, and I was Carmen San Diego. That's right. So we kind of had a little theme, and mostly because I was like, haha, that's funny. Okay, now let's think of a real costume, and we actually couldn't think of a group costume. I wanted to do the Muppets, but. We didn't think that everybody would be able to do. I wanted Janice. I just wanted to be Janice. But um, so we ended up we ended up with that. Um, this year I bought this really cool um, Halloween Stitch hoodie in Tokyo, and um, so I have that and matching tights that go with that. So I think I'm just doing Halloween Stitch this year. I uh, Halloween is one of those sore spots with me because I always really like the idea of dressing up, and then I always fail in the execution. <laughs> so I think. Uh, Last year, I managed to put together something so I could dress up as uh, Marceline from Adventure Time, and it was fantastic <laughs> because uh, Kate had just started working mm-hmm. there at that time, and she had dressed up as uh, gender-bending Fiona right. from Adventure Time as well. So it's like, I found my soulmate! Yeah, you did. <laughs> Adventure Time twins. I, uh, I made my own ho- homemade cardboard axe, which was fantastic. Um, but this year, I'm not quite sure. I have this... I have these delusions of grandeur that I can do uh, the Musunde Hiraite Hatsune Miku, just because I'm a, a fan. But yeah, we're like about two weeks away, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. check in in about two weeks, whether or not I'm in a really good mood or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year I was uh, Dr. Robotnik, uh, the classic uh, one from back in the Genesis days. But I got my hair as uh, short as I could without having my poor mother freak out on me. <laughs> and the bald cap... Uh, it just just wouldn't stay. It kept popping up. You could see my hair sticking out all over the place. Um, I was doing that at work. Only one kid recognized me as uh, Dr. Robotnik, and uh, other people thought I was some kind of clown or <laughs> something. Well, that outfit kind of lends to that, I guess. Well, and I guess that's one of the things here. I don't know. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters where you live? 
No, I live in an apartment. Yeah, see, that's the thing. In San Francisco, a lot of, like, people don't go house to house or even apartment to apartment. The kids tend to go to the businesses. So I haven't seen a trick-or-treater in... I mean, I've lived in San Francisco for almost 10 years. I so. think malls are a big thing, aren't they? Like, know. you go to malls. I don't know. I also don't have wow. kids. No idea. But it, it, it depends on the neighborhoods, really. I mean, we got a real nice neighborhood around here. Uh, my brother is the manager of a comic book store, and every year we have these Halloween ash can comics of, like, Disney comics or peanuts and stuff, and we give those out along with the treats, and that makes them really happy. I think I really miss Halloween, so it's actually, I've sort of been toying with the idea of just going back to my parents and handing out candy <laughs> so I can see, but that would be a waste of a perfectly good holiday. So. Well, yeah, that's true. I have no idea how we do Halloweens in Florida. The closest thing we have to a Halloween house in my street at the moment is this house covered in Ron Paul posters. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. scary enough. <laughs> yeah, um, not, nothing else really, unfortunately, to me. Yeah, this year I'm doing a yes. whole pirate thing. I got okay. like a. We should totally do that. Okay, but new plan, new plan. Binders of women. We will be binders. We're, we're, we're <laughs> done. We'll find these giant binders. That and joke was there yesterday and is basically totally over today. But, I know. But, I'm writing it out for a little It'll bit be longer. fine. We can make it last a couple weeks. It's still on Facebook. It'll, it's still relevant. It'll be ironic in, in two weeks. So. Yes. <laughs> Ironically, uh, I'm sure that there will be some other political gaffe in two weeks that we can take advantage of for Halloween in desperation. I will say though, <laughs> they're a pretty easy costume to make. Just... Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for uh, you two for uh, doing this interview with me. I'm, I'm very happy with it. I yeah, really appreciate great it. Great talking to you guys. It's really great. Thanks, guys.
right, now we're back on the uh, topic for Comic Talk. And the first one up is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog issue 241. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that one is finally we're not on constantly on Sonic, Tails, and Amy chasing Robotnik. Although there is that in the issue, but we get Nogus just, you know, he's falling apart. He doesn't know what to do. This is Nogus flipping his shit. This is the first issue where I've actually been able to kind of... I'm not going to say, hey, they probably had this planned all along, but they, whatever they did, they finally made the whole Jeffrey thing... They found a way to make it click. Yeah. For me, that, that, this, was a great, um, this was a great development for him, I think. Yeah, that, it's gonna, and plus it's in, it makes you interested on where this is going to go next, because... You know, before it's like, oh god, another one of Sonic chasing Eggman around and what have you. But now it's, uh, well, what's going to happen to Jeffrey? You know, <laughs> is uh, is uh, Nogus's body just going to die without a host or anything? I, I think Nogus is inside Jeffrey. Yeah, but I mean, what uh, what happens with uh, Nogus's original body? I'm sure it's just lying around somewhere. Um, he's just trying. He's just occupying Jeffrey until he can heal it. I think um, comic. You know what? I think, well, you know what? You know, he's right because think about it because those three wizards occupy uh, occupy um, Nagus. So Nagus, yeah, so now it's got, now you got four people occupying one person. <laughs> I think, I think the way that's probably going to end is they're just going to like burst all out eventually because they're always fighting with each other for control. Jeffrey explodes <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> that would I'm be interesting. Calling for the um, political movement, Occupy Jeffrey. <laughs> but um, for Jeffrey me, this is kind Sonic. of the this was the issue that makes the whole that that really has kind of made the entire arc. I think you know because th- there have been some so-so issues. There have been some um, this th- this is the issue that I've been waiting for for a while. I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't complete the storyline here because it sounded like that's where they were going. Well, it's a step but, um, forward. I mean, it's a step forward whenever we've just had about 50 sightings. Okay, I love how uh, as soon as uh, Mina Mongoose's mother is, uh, that's a, say that three times fast, is um, inaugurated and put part of the council, she immediately wants to overturn Nicole's exile and just pisses off Nagas to no end. It's yeah. Like, bam, um, instant betrayal. It, this is the name of the game. Let's just make Nogus as angry as possible. Yeah, it's out, and this one you almost feel sympathy, for, even though he's you know he's nasty. I don't jerk. <laughs> no, I, I do honestly feel a little bit of sympathy because I got the impression that for a moment Jeffrey kind of got through to him when he was um, trying to convince Nogus to seek help just this once. It was. Probably one of the most human moments I've ever seen in the comic book is when we have Jeffrey trying to emphasize. Trying to yeah, emph- it's, it's obviously like he, he almost thought he was, but it's obviously, you know, that. Oh, yeah, now, now he realized that. Oh, he stole his body. I don't know if you can say, oh, here's this really humanizing moment. I'm going to steal no, your no, body. I wasn't talking about, I wasn't talking about Nagus as far as humanizing goes. I was talking about Jeffrey. He didn't let me oh, finish. Oh, well. No, they set that up in the other arc. I mean, they start humanizing him since the uh, un- yeah. But this uh, was where it really came to a head. 
oh, there's, t- there's times I felt sympathy a little bit for Jeffrey. I mean, he's actually believed in Nagus. He believed he could do good, even though that was pretty stupid of him. <laughs> well, when you well, you, you, you got to think of it from Jeffrey's perspective. No, well, I this don't. is a guy who's pretty much been kind of raised by Nagus in a sense, and so no, he's he going to have a very different opinion of him than an outside observer would. That's true. I do also like how uh, he managed to get sympathy for Nagus just by saying, "Oh yeah," having uh, in J- Nagus and Jeffrey body, Jeffrey's body saying, "Oh yeah, the king is dying." That's why he, he's interested. No, didn't, everything didn't he to say Nagus was dying? Yeah, that Nagus was dying. Yeah. Well, that Nagus is the current king. Is what I'm saying. So why did Nagus have to occupy Jeffrey's body for that anyway? Isn't because that kind of what Jeffrey said? Because people trying to pull him apart. Yeah, he's got several wizards pulling him apart. He's cut, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he, he was, is, why he was he is actually that's... ill, he's, and he was running out of time before, you know, it just he would just split into three people, basically. And I, I so that's why that. he was trying to, uh, you know, yeah, manipulate that... the uh, king man, and Son's yeah. dad. Yeah, King Eli, Eli, not King Elias. Sorry. Um, really, it's not King Acorn. Elias. Um, Acorn, Max. King Acorn, whatever. Yeah, King Maximilian. Maximilian. Yeah. King Maximilian or uh, Sonic's parents into taking over the other's body. I I, I really like those moments too. They, they were like the first moment time. It was like the first time in a long time when we really got to see uh, uh, King Max and uh, Sonic's dad do something other than being wallflowers. It's just kind of fun to see Nogus have to get off his high horse and actually try to talk to them and in some ways, yes, grovel. And just have people say, no, no, we know what you've done. We know who you are. No. And Alicia actually had a backbone for five minutes, too, and that was nice. And we 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 um. Got to actually see Sonic's parents kind of uh, react to one of his villains, which we don't really get to see very often. Well, we got to see Sonic's parents in general. How often does that really happen? Not very often, which, honestly, I, I kind of like how Ian writes them. Wouldn't mind if we saw them a bit more. Well, to Sonic Universe 45, which I'll admit I have not read yet, so this is going to be a discussion between GX and Alex. Oh, do you want me to hold off on it? I mean, no, no, no. I don't. I do I not care if I get spoiled about a non-canon story that doesn't have crap to do with. Oh, anything. you mean? Oh, no. I was actually talking about the previous Sonic Universe where they were. Oh, just... we're talking about Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, uh, a comic adaption. It was dumb. It was as dumb as you would expect a crossover racing based on video game adaption to be, featuring Danica Patrick. Uh, she's in there enough to look really awkward compared to, let's see, we have the Hedgehog, we have the Sky Pirate, we have the uh, future Tokyo graffiti artist, we have all manner of animals, uh, and we have um, Eggman. And somehow Danica Patrick sticks out like the biggest sore thumb ever. (laughs) Oh, you know. Do they draw her too realistically instead of like a cartoon oh, yes. style? Oh, yes, definitely. It, it's like... Honestly, my main issue with Danica Patrick was that she she like had no stakes in that little storyline that that they had. Like every piece of dialogue that she had was just stupid and useless. She has no personality. She is... She is yes. They gave her no personality other than, hey, she is female. She raced good. 
I mean, yeah, she was obviously obviously the one really forced element in that. But that's why after like a, the first few lines, like addressing her and from her, they just have ignored her for the rest for the rest of the comic book. You, you don't. Know, miss we, we just saw her drive the, around uh, a car. Daddy or the Hot car. Wheels logos, though, they had to include those. <laughs> I think this is why this game is coming out at like thirty nine ninety nine. It's got so much advertisement and cross promotion going on in it. it well, it, it's I, I'm annoyed by that, but if they were able to funnel that into development, then I'm happy. And it looks like it. They have. Except oh, you know, the, the, it's it's a much bigger game than the last one was. You know, it has much more to it. There's there's obviously more work that's not gone into it. I mean, they they had to pretty much triple, more than triple, the amount of the amount of racing models that they had to make for this. It's definitely a much bigger, better game. I know. So I, just... I don't mind Danica Patrick and some cross promotion with Wrecked Ralph, who needs to get I uh, get to fly around as knights and vice in uh, Panzer Dragoon World. Okay, now we're... It. that doesn't. <laughs> Just that doesn't just. I mean, I'm still allowed to be angry about this. Oh yeah, you're you're allowed to be angry, but I'm allowed to enjoy the game and love it and hug it and ignore all those. Uh, the focus back in on the comic. I'm still the don't like the fact that we're you they're using the comic basically. Uh, this is kind of a stupid thing to say, but at the same time, they're using the comic to sell the games, even though they're using the comic to sell you know Sonic's well, franchise basically. I, I, Sonic is supposed to be an adaption. I would say that this is probably a situation where they are basically saying, hey, even though we are doing our own thing and we have this own Sonic storyline and Sonic world, that, hey, at some point we kind of do have to please and pander to our Sega masters. And this is probably just one of those cases. Well, this is the first issue to be devoted to to a Sega video game since Sonic Adventure 2. Back in 2001. I mean, it's been 11 years. So, all things considered, I, I don't really mind devoting just, just, just one month to some video game adaptions after, after so long. You're going to have to uh, call this the non-canon month, considering 242's uh, adaption of the Olympic Games. Oh, well, no, I mean, the, the 241, games, that's timely. 241 yeah. came out this month. <laughs> so oh my god, 241 came out this week along with Sonic Universe. That's how yeah. delayed that was in reaching newsstands. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that subscribers received their issues five weeks ahead of me just getting it in the comic stores. Now I since we've been talking now since we've been very critical about the comic books so far, you know, I didn't hate it. I actually kind of enjoyed it because it had a lot of Fangasm moments involving Vice and Jack said Radio, and of course, yeah, you know, all Sonic the interactions were no, so yeah, that was, dumb, though. I really enjoyed it, especially in regards to Vice. I mean, this is the first time Vice has ever been in a comic book. This is the first time Jack the Jack said Radio character has ever been has ever been in a comic book. But and it, they was, were, it was faithful to the characterization, and I'm if if it takes a racing game tie-in to do that? I don't mind, because I got to finally okay. see something new from Vice and Jack said Radio for the first time in uh, 12 years. I'm surprised they had I.I. saying anything outside of E-E-U-U-E. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, this, I, this opens up the comic book to more things like this in the future that maybe aren't being shilled out with things that involve Danica, pa- Danica, but Danica Patrick. 
<laughs> I'm just hoping that it, I hope that the Mega Man crossover is going to be 50 times what this is. I just hope that this is roughly 50 times better than Mega Man's going to be 50 times better with this one's just because this one had such of the hackneyed crossover tropes that you see in all that type. Well, our world is like this. Well, I would love it in that world because I like this. Oh, that's wonderful. It's just, it's dumb dialogue. It's dumb interactions. You see, you see. We have extra pies in our world that you have. I love pie. I'd like to come over there. You well, got hate man. He's like, well, after I beat you all in the race, for some reason, that will let me conquer all your world. So I'm going to do that. It's like, what? It, it, what leap of logic has you winning the race and therefore beating all the worlds. We don't even know what's at stake in this race. It's like, uh, what, do you get, like, money? Or is it for, do you get, like, global control? Does this mean Sonic now get rules the infinity every gauntlet. other world? <laughs> Well, think about it like this. Grand the Mega Man Sonic crossover God. <laughs> is going to be 12 issues long. It's not some ha- some hackneyed video game time. No, no, I, I, I understand. It's not going to be anything saying. like this more than the first five pages. I understand. I'm just saying, like, I'm using one to express the badness of the other. And, well, honestly, you know, I mean, most people haven't played these games. That's why I think that dialogue was kind of necessary anyway, because it's not going to be brought up in the video games, at least not in any substantial way. There's more elegant so, ways to do it. There's I will more say, elegant it looks ways like, to do it. I'd argue like, in uh, a single issue, in a single issue where you have to tell a complete story involving six characters, not not it's not really so. Uh, there's not really a way to tell that so elegantly. They didn't tell a story. Let's be honest. They they just didn't. They didn't. They told a race. How do you tell a race? You don't. Hey, uh, it looks like I guess enjoyed the. I guess enjoyed some fangasm from the characters. That's why I like this. Official Sonic Stadium review. It's not a comic. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I did see uh, read the preview at two forty two, and that looks a little bit better. At least there's some you know funny like old old school Sonic X comic moments to it. At least it's. that's what I want out of uh, out of these kind of tie-in stuffs. So, like, if it's going to be a crossover fest, I want it to at least be that level of Sonic X dumb that we're just zany and cartoony and weird. This just felt forced. That, that's what I want, and I'm now looking forward. Why am I looking forward yeah, to just, the Olympics? Just looking tie-in? at the preview of, of the uh, Sonic Universe 45, just for me, it, it looked forced. I think that's a good, a good word for it. it. It felt just awkward just reading it, almost. Yes, yes. So, uh, talking this stuff to death, shall we move on before we zombify? Yeah, so let's move yeah. on to game talk. I think, we, I think we can talk about stuff for a while longer. Okay, uh, let's, let's talk about different stuff. GX, I love you. <laughs> I love me too. Ooh, why do you love me? No, I love me. Yeah, why do you love me? I love me. Why? First base. Me love am. We're not editing this out. We are not. <laughs> I will curse throughout the rest of this throughout the rest of this podcast if you attempt to. Maybe I'll put it in as a. Uh, no, no, no! Do not edit this out. Anywho, um, let's move Just on. Just ignore him. To, uh, He's not going to listen to it anyway. 
Yeah, I never listen to these things. It's like you're having a contest to talk over each other. I swear to God. Oh, oh I'm sorry. It was like to edit whenever he was on. Let's let's move on to uh, the game talk, which is, of course is going to be the brand new Sonic Jump. Now I've Yay. played uh, most of it so far. I'm up to uh, Act Nine of the second big zone area. You know, and it's, it is getting tougher and tougher on that game, but it's very much like Doodle Jump, only with actual uh, deepness to it. I'd, I'd say that a lot of <laughs> lot of little extras, a lot of bonuses, a lot of pla- uh, platforming skills. When do you unlock <laughs> Knuckles anyway? No one cares about you, Tails, but well, that's the tough part. If it, there's missions you can do and you should do in each uh, area of the game. Have you have you played um? Uh, have you played Jetpack Joyride? Nope. Oh, um, well, that's a similar thing. Have you played any other iOS game in which <laughs> has all mini-missions that you have to complete to level up and crap? Because huh. that's basically what this game is. This yeah, game is it, it wants you every to do mini-missions within the, within, the game, within the levels you're playing. You should, they want you to do mini-missions, and that earns you uh, trophies, which earns you leveling up. Right now, even though I'm only on, I'm up to, uh, you know... The second act, uh, level nine. I've only, I'm only at level five, and it requires uh, you to be at level seventeen just to unlock tails. How are you only on level five? I'm like, I just beat the first zone. I just I'm, downloaded I'm, it like uh, fifteen minutes ago. So. You so know. you have to be at level seventeen to unlock tails, and level twenty to unlock knuckles. Well, I can, I can do that. Yeah. So I'm, I, you know what? I think GX, you've been playing the game differently from my I have. I've been going pretty much straightforward. I've been more interested in collecting the red red rings and completing missions. No, I've definitely been trying to complete missions. I mean, I've been trained to do that from Jetpack Joyride. All <laughs> right. So what level are you at right now? Oh, let's see. Um, Jesus, I don't, even, I don't know if I even know. Let's see what my iPod says. I am on level five. And I have two emblems for it, and I just beat the first Robotnik. Okay, so you finished up Green Hill Zone. So, what yeah. do you think of the uh, Robotnik ba- uh, Eggman ba- boss battle in this? Um, I mean, here's the weird context. I've actually played the original Sonic Jump, so I wow. at least have that comparison to make. I mean, that and that was like a that was a literal cell phone game. That was whenever <laughs> cell phones had cell phone games. Like, numbers. I played that game on Numbers Man. But, um, Impressive. I mean, it's, it's better. It's better all around compared to what I played back then. But um, it's, it's fine. It's an iOS game. I didn't think it was that amazing or intricate or... It has yeah. its moments. It's, but I don't know what else I can really say other than it's just, it's that kind of game that you just play to fill time. It's not especially deep. Whenever you were saying, oh, it, no, it's I like, mean, I don't mean it's deep like that. I mean but, it's, but I mean it's got it's got a lot more to it than Doodle Jump does. Oh yeah, I mean it's. But it's nothing I'm going to be playing for hours on end for sure. No, no, it's it's definitely not that kind of game, and I just it's. The gameplay is fine. It just doesn't do anything particularly interesting. Yeah. Jumping is fine. It's a nice challenge, but it's not. It does. It never really feels rewarding. It just feels like 
doing it. So yeah. I don't. They, they give I don't you know. A- I, I feel differently about it. I mean, it's obvious that I'm moving towards, you know, more and more goals. So it does know. have a feeling of progression. So I, I enjoy that. Whereas Doodle Jump, I feel like I'm just playing an arcade game and I get whatever score I want and that's it. I, I think yeah. I'm just tired of the traditional iOS gameplay structure where you have to have the levels and the levels play into the mini missions and the mini missions play into the currency and you use the currency to buy the power-ups. And it's it, it just feels like all these iOS games are the same. They're just the same structure built on different gameplay elements. And I'm just tired of that. But isn't that how most games these days are built? You earn current in-game currency, then use that to buy things in the game? I uh, would definitely not say that. I mean, I I can list off, hey, I've been playing Hell Yeah. In some ways, that's built to an upgrade system, but it's definitely not built around the same way that this game is. I would well, say, yeah, it's a much deeper game. It's a platformer. But um, it still has a currency system. You have to buy things. No, I'm not. No, saying no, no. There's, there's, she's talking about currency as far as, uh, as far as uh, you having to actually physically purchase items to Wait. get through levels. Wait. I, there are things I have to purchase in this game. With real money. You don't money? have to. You don't have to, but you can buy rings. Okay. Yes. Yes. I agree. I completely agree with GX. Then that pisses me off. And it's, it's, com- it's completely optional. But see, when you're playing the game, you. Uh, when you collect rings, you can use those rings later to buy bonus items like uh, being able to uh, buy bounce pads to keep you back up in the air if you fall, or bombs to destroy local uh, the local enemies. So you buy so so the things that you purchase or with you real can, yeah, money. You can no, also no, 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 purchase. No, no, okay, okay. no, you can purchase rings. You can only purchase rings with real money. You can either earn rings by playing the game, or you can buy rings with real money. Bingo. You have those two options. I I hate those kinds of games. God damn it. That's what ruins the Simpsons. All-Stars Racing did that on the iOS, even. And the new All-Stars Racing is definitely... Well, no, I take that back. They probably won't because it doesn't sound... It sounds like they're dropping the currency system. But every iOS game is like that now. Yeah. for free, or in this case, you pay two bucks, and then they have some sort of currency system where you can either just play until you get it, or hey, you can just spend five dollars to get as much as you want. Or in Simpson's case, twenty dollars, which I have refused to do because it feels like they're... you're purchasing to cheat, basically. Yeah, that's why I really hate about these about these kinds of games is that you. All you can really buy are cheeks or shitty little in-game content that's not worth the money that you have to spend. I am um, almost. Yeah. I am almost harking. I am almost getting a little bit nostalgic for the day whenever EA tried to just say, "Hey, you can throw us five bucks and we'll unlock everything for you," because that's <laughs> that's almost a little bit more. That's almost direct, a little more direct and honest. It's so. almost like a little direct and honest, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the it thing is, well, the thing is, at least with this, you don't have to do it. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, to... at the same time, they kind of make the games so they're more and more challenging. So you kind of almost have to do it. Like, um, but as long as you got the time and patience, you don't always have to. I mean, I played the what was the name of that game? Tiny Tower. I played cool. the heck out of that for like a year and a half. Got over a hundred buildings, and I never bothered to. 
Oh, I just that's because I just kept going back to it every once in a blue moon. I'd turn it on for five minutes and then shut it off, but I never felt the need to purchase anything. Yeah, so um, as, lo- as long as they don't have make, make me spend real money to get knuckles in this, I'm fine, I guess, with the, with with Sonic Jump, but it still irritates me that yeah, they because pretty uh, much because others are going to be tempted to just so they can unlock. That's one of the things that you can do is you can unlock, you can skip missions by paying money for them. I think that's well, kind of wrong. Well, I, I that's agree, just but I mean, stupid. That, but that's just the thing, though. This is, an, pardon my language, this is an iOS ass iOS game. I mean, they're all like that now. Every single one of them. That they all base on this structure where you work to beat the missions, the missions play to the reward system. But hey, you can bypass the reward system by paying us money. But and I mean, even even um, what was it called? Oh, uh, Jack Lumber. That's exactly the same structure as this game was. Really, I didn't notice. I I, no, I, I really enjoyed of, Jack Lumber. Yeah, I played Jack Lumber quite a bit, and I never felt like I had to buy anything. No, you don't have to feel. But anything. that's the way the game's structured, though. I mean, that that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't feel like I have to buy anything in Sonic Jump now, but the system is there that whenever I, whenever it becomes that, then that's what it'll be. What I do mean, you purchase in Jack Lumber? Oh, you purchase the wood that you cut. So that really? you can trade that for the items. You know what? I have never, I never actually noticed that. Huh? Seriously, guys, have you even played much of that game? I, 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 I played like I think about a dozen levels, and then um, you know, it's, 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 it's an than... iOS game, so uh, I, uh, I got dis- distracted by 3DS stuff. Oh fuck! I mean, darn, I died. It, this is a fun game, though, regardless of. The little ways they try to weasel money, weasel more money out of you—it's still a fun little jumping game. Okay, let's 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 backtrack because I don't think that they're honestly trying to weasel money that much. It's just that, like I said, every iOS does this. Every iOS game does this. The more you play, the more you earn. You can either brute force through it and get stuff, or you can just pay to skip it. I'm just saying that it's. It's just like every other game. There's nothing. Well, that you know I why they do this? iOS game. They it's, do this because they give away, give these games away for free or sell them for dirt cheap, and they can't and they can't make a lot of money that way. But the iOS are, market is as such that you can only I mean, really yeah, sell a at, lot of copies if, you look if it's at, um, All Stars Racing on iOS. You can either earn the Sega miles just the way you did on the consoles, or you can actually buy Sega miles to unlock your characters and stuff. Well, that, that, but that's, that's how they that's keep that's how I they said. keep productions and you know stuff cheap. That's what I've said about five times. Every game is like this now. No one is yeah. trying any other different models. We're not no disagreeing with you. I don't this. think we are disagreeing with you, GX. I think you're just trying I to think, clarify what I've are, said about five we, times. I think we are uh, repeating ourselves over and over, though. I don't know. It's it's all right. It's just an. I'm iOS always up for bashing the iOS store. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it's okay. It achieves being a game. It, it doesn't accomplish much more beyond that. It's If you were to skip this game as a Sonic fan, you're not missing much. You're skipping about as much as you would have skipped the first one. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. It, it, this is kind of like, um, you know what, there's not a good comparison. And I'm having so fun yeah, with we'll it, but it, it is no, by no means a must-have game. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, if you like Sonic, you have two bucks to spare. If you have an iPad, then this ain't a bad purchase. It's just don't buy an ad, iPad for this, I, and don't I would say spend there extra are so money. Many on other money. other games. I would say get Jack Lumber rather than this. The Jack Lumber is the better game. I feel. Oh God, ja- ja- you Jack know what? Lumber. You're right. That's, uh, <laughs> That, I do. I like do enjoy weird. Jack Lumber. That's like some sort of weird kind of Matrix axe log shopping game with slow motion and the logs just splitting in two. It's pretty cool. One thing I, I will say is that both with Jack Lumber and with Sonic uh, Jump, they're taking stuff that's uh, come out before. In Jack Lumber's case, Fruit Ninja and I guess Flight Control, and changing it up to uh, what I think is a better experience. Flight control? Isn't that just a game where you control a plane's flight path? Yeah, but you have to. Uh, uh, the way I, the the reason I say it's a cross between Fruit Ninja and flight control is you have to have a specific path eventually, or else you're gonna crash the planes into each other. With Jack yeah, Lumber, you're, it's that when the logs come up, you can't just slice them, or else you're gonna lose. You have to splice them in a very specific direction, or or else uh, you know you'll end up losing. Sonic Tuck, your source for iOS. <laughs> well, well, in this iOS. case, we kind of had to because of, you know, the, the topic. Oh, uh, boy. So, I don't know. I don't think there's that much more to actually say about the game. You jump up, every platform is bouncy, and Sonic is constantly jumping upwards. And I love how they have signs up. that point up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm supposed to do. I have to go up. Why do I have go a sign up. that's telling me do that? Do not go down. Down is death. <laughs> there, well, there, are even, there are even coins that point you as <laughs> up. I'm like, yeah, I know where well, I'm You know, up. there are platforming, lots of platforming games, especially Mario games, have lots of arrows telling you to go right. So maybe, that, maybe that's just... Uh, Maybe some people just need that kind of direction. <laughs> yeah, but Mario games, you can actually go other directions. You can go other game, directions in this direction, you just dive and do it. <laughs> well, you can go left and right, but you'll just go past the screen on the other side. Yeah, I don't like know. Pac-Man. It's an iOS game. Is there anything more we could actually say? Yeah, you'll you'll play it for five minutes and put it down, and then pick it up again later and play it for five minutes. Level uh, that's, three. That's how uh, that's how iOS games work. I mean, if you're playing something on a 3DS or a Vita, something something portable, but you know it's going to have more length. It's uh, that's a very different way. I'll play you know, this one when you my 3DS. There's nothing decide. really on iOS for me where I'm going to play it for more than 15 minutes at any oh, given hey. time. Oh, Bachnik's in the background of this one. Oh, you finally made it to the boss. Don't say, don't say it like that. I, I didn't, I didn't buy the game when you guys. Hey, I'm did. only two levels ahead of you. I'm not saying that. I'm uh, saying that you've act. No, no, that stage is the worlds are pretty long. I well, mean, he, he, ten he zones. actually just bought the game before the podcast started, and he's he's playing it <laughs> while we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, but if you, like, and I ahead. wasn't, and I wasn't being serious. <laughs> God, but level 17 to get tails, that's just absolutely ridiculous. And Yeah, I mean, they're going to... Well, they want to make it worthwhile. I mean, if he plays different, then I could see maybe that this act might change up the gameplay slightly. Maybe it does change up gameplay. I don't know. They want the you trick... to keep playing and playing or keep paying or keep paying and paying until... No, the but you, is... well, yeah. that's just it. You can't really... It, it would be... I, I almost think that it would be harder to pay to get into t- to get tails 
than it would to actually just play the game and complete the missions. Because you'd be buying your way through the missions over and over and over again until you actually make level 17. I mean, that, that's... Well, let me look at the market, but I think there's a... If you like thirty bu- if you pay like thirty bucks, you get like infinite rings or something. Oh no! Can you unlock, imagine unlock everything twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. Holy oh Jesus! Can you imagine if they had this kind this of system? This game is not worth twenty dollars in no context. One hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> rings is twenty eight ninety nine. You know what oh game's a good value? Sonic Unleashed on XBLA. You mean Sonic Generations? Sonic Generations, whatever. They're all good values comparatively. <laughs> Or for three dollars, you can buy double. You can get double the number of rings you can collect. Also, you can get free rings on Sega by logging in uh, with your Sega ID, and you get one thousand free rings. Huh. Okay. For Sega Network. Man, th- this really reminds me of that Simpsons game that's frustratingly addicting and frustrating at the same time. Uh, I couldn't get get GX to buy it, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> I'm, I am not feeding into your social pro. I am not feeding into any sort of social game. No, I, I am. I respect. I really respect that. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. I think I beat Robotnik. There we go. But yeah, what, what all these iOS games? What the, their primary goal of any iOS game is to uh, get you to keep coming back, get you to keep spending money on kind of like a subscription, uh, on like a constant basis. Well, they That's, want to, but no one does. I mean, it's... Oh, oh they do. I mean, look at the... Okay. Jason did with top, uh, that look tower at the top. game. No, uh, I only spent $1 on the tower game. No, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, like you kept coming back to the tower game. Yeah, I did. But they want you to come back and spend money, and that's not what I did. It's just, these these games... Oh. I, I said this before. This is some nice game. art. These games are games that... Yeah, you, I agree. I'll, that's one thing have. I'd like to say. The art, the art style and the cutscenes I actually really like. I think it's very nice. These are just games that you don't play them because you play them because you have time, but you don't make time to play them. Yeah, I think yeah. I that, said that, that defines the iOS game. <laughs> True. So I think I think we've probably made more than enough time for this game. Well, yeah. I will say one thing: the music is very unmemorable, and it's having terrible. ten ten levels of the same little tune is driving me nuts. I would I wouldn't know. Uh, I've been ha- I've had this muted for the podcast. I'll gi- I'll give it an extra point if I can play my music or podcasts over the over the uh, game without having to have the music and sound effects. I think it will send even the most even the strongest detractor running back to the Sonic 4 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a, like a, it's just not a Sonic soundtrack to me. It's just a typical you could have thrown any licensed character into this game, and you could have kept that music. Well, you know, this was, this was probably oh, I, I got my first A. This was probably one of those one of those iOS games built on like the, built on like the assembly line, where we want this, that's a clone of this, and uh, build it, and then they put tack some sort of a crappy ass soundtrack to it. To who, that. Is, who is the developer again? I have no idea. Hard, hard light or headlight? Hold on, I could tell you. Oh, headlight! Didn't they, didn't they make um um that uh, uh hard light studio? Okay. Wait, well, I, I think they. I think Hardlight was that company that was working on that PlayStation Vita point and clicker that got canceled. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that game that I don't know what the hell you're talking about. 
so is that a, con- a confirmation, or I guess don't know what the hell you're talking about? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing in the past five minutes. So <laughs> we okay, well, I, no important points whatsoever. All right, I think it's time to wrap that show up. The show up yeah. here. Um, GX, would you like to promote anything while you're here? I absolutely would, Shiggs. I thought you'd never ask. I am over at thespindash.com, your audio source for everything Blue Rapid and Spiky. We've gotten back on a relatively consistent schedule. We actually have episodes out. We just most recently had an episode on Sonic Adventure 2, where we talk about it for a certain amount of time and a certain amount of depth. There's also an awesome episode with me on it. Yeah, but that's not the latest one, so I don't care. And you can always catch us here at SegaBits.com, and we also, uh, me and Nux also do news posts on SonicStadium.org. And if you uh, okay. if you enjoy the Sonic comic and are looking for a cheap laugh, and I do mean cheap, uh, I have my own Sonic uh, Tumblr now, SonicReworded.tumblr.com, and you can check that out. And... It's practically free to play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, know, you can you can earn, you can earn coins on there to unlock other <laughs> issues and other panels to. But trust look me, at. when you, whenever you go there to read, it it may be free to read, but you will pay. You will pay with your soul. <laughs> exactly, and that's it. You know me, the fighting freak knuckles, and we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? I ain't gonna let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep Down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my little speech I know that it's here, I can sense it in my feet The great Emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere I'm gonna hold my head, cause I have no fear This probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory Our ghosts try to approach me and got leery Ask him a question and he vanished in a second I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkin in the alley Didn't seem happy, but they sure tried to get me had to back him up with a fist metal cracker I'm hearing someone saying you a chicken, don't be scared It had to be the wind cause nobody wasn't there I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall And then I started to fly, I went in deep all. Let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep Down pumpkin hell, I got to find my lost peace I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet The great Emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing but it's around somewhere I gotta hold my head it probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory A ghost try to approach me, he got there
nobody wasn't there. I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall. And then I started to fly, I went in deeper. Let it get to me, I'm just gon' creep. Down pumpkin hell, I got to find my lost peace. I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet. The great emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around something.